When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, a little DNVR Broncos bonus pod. Bonus pod. Coming to you here at Podcast Row. Podcast Super Row. Bowl 57. L- Phoenix, Arizona. I-I. L-B-I-I. Damn it. Oh, Damn it. Tough scene. Pretty tough scene. Got another week to figure you it out. 62. Super Bowl 62. Wow. Yeah, that's That not- kid in the airport yesterday didn't get to this. Here's a nice bonus pod fact. There was a kid, maybe the dumbest kid I've ever seen. <laughs> He's got to be like 12, coming back from a hockey tournament. You would think because of his glasses, smart, wrong, wow. dumb. What'd that's, he say? Hey, profiling. Dad. Hey, Dad. Is this Super Bowl 17? It was not. <laughs> Obviously, because the critical thinking, obviously, is not 17. To be fair, he got the seven part right. He did, but context clues should have suggested that the Super Bowl didn't start in 2006. <laughs> That's probably when he... I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. I'm giving him credit. I'm giving him half credit. Um, no. No, 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 no. He got three of the four characters right. All right. All uh, right. So the reason we're doing this is because we ran long uh, with our guests today on the main show, which we enjoyed vastly but we weren't able to get to the questions on the website so we figured why don't we just do a little bonus pod make sure our best friends the members of the website guys yep get their due uh Uh so let's just jump right in here hank and the first comment comes in from our guy kendall hinton hall of famer oh who says long one but i've only commented twice in months so anyways i'm excited to see what sean can do but we need uh, but we need to be a playoff team next year. You can't trade three first-round picks and get Russ and Sean and pay them gobsmacks of money, nice word, to go 9-8 yep. nine and eight and miss the playoffs. What if we get uh, nine or ten wins the season after that, and it's 2024? We missed the playoffs in three straight years after getting Russ. Uh, our good enough to make the playoffs window, not even our Super Bowl window, can't start when Russ is 36. Second, get ready for a hot take. I kind of want the Chiefs to win the Super Bowl. The- I might just have to stop. Just end it. Wow. Whoa. The Broncos are uh, out of it this season, so you're not so you're not rooting for a team whose winning could impact the Broncos' chances at all. There's no direct harm to the Broncos to the Chiefs winning. What are you talking about? Mm. But the Chiefs can get a lower draft pick in every single round and end up with players expecting more money as often happens after a Super Bowl. These are things that can have a negative impact on the Chiefs and thus help the Broncos in future seasons where the Broncos can actually win the bowl. If I root for the Chiefs to lose because I hate them or they clown on us, I'm putting my own rage or spite about the Chiefs over the outcome that actually benefits the Broncos, and I'm hoping for an outcome that has a negative impact on the Broncos. That doesn't seem like being a good fan for me. So just Hmm. like Henry, I'm rooting for the Chiefs. Okay, let's not drag me into this again. Uh, Don't take him down into this deep, uh, dark place where you are. Wow. You know, the big thing I'll say is that 
the reason people watch sports and care about sports is because of their feelings. You know, the Broncos win a Super Bowl. Good That's feeling. A good feeling. Bad things happen to the Broncos. Bad feeling. Yeah, yeah, you get. Um, the Chiefs win. What happens? Bad feeling. Exactly. And yep. so, like, I do understand that there's a whole bunch of other things that come along with it, but they're like the what's the opposite of a silver lining? Um, uh, brown lining. Like a poop brown. brown is the word. Oh, poop poop lining. Poop, yep. Poopy lining. Okay, so there's a poop lining around <laughs> the Super Bowl, I guess. So yeah, I mean, you get the you get the gist of how I feel. Like you can't. It's about the feelings. Like just that's what's that's what's important. This uh this may be petty and it is on purpose. Nice. Um, I don't want a Chiefs fan to ever be happy. Yeah. No, I that is a lot of it because like they're the worst. You have to fast forward to next year. When they're just being all smug and stuff. And I guess it mostly comes into play when you're kind of talking some shoot with them. And, uh, Why not shit? Talking shit. Okay, fine. Talking shit. Earmuffs. But most of the time, you say, like, oh, Broncos go home this year. Like, oh, Chiefs aren't really that good. They're overrated. And I guess Broncos fans aren't even talking shit anymore. And so that, that kind of changes the dynamic because they can't they're, – they're not in situations where they can just say, yeah, well, we just won the Super Bowl. So what does that mean? So maybe that is out. I don't know. Maybe the Broncos are just so down in the dumps that it's like, yeah, go go win another Super Bowl. You have one. You're successful. When your team is out, all you have left is rooting against teams that you don't like. Yeah. They get, like, one pick in the draft. Makes no difference. Yeah. I think technically there's, like, a 52% chance that a player picked one spot in front of another will turn out to have a better career. So I guess 52% over, like, the seven picks – Assuming they haven't traded, like some of those are swapped, some of them aren't impacted. So I am, um, I don't know. I. It's gonna be go no birds. Fun. Go birds. Uh, Bigwood fifty four says, "What up, fellas? I am curious your predictions for our receiving core this year. I know it's early, but can we get a yardage and TD prediction? Assuming Ooh. they are healthy and Coach Payton unlocks Russ in this offense." And to Kendall in the comments, you make some solid points, but there's no way I'll be rooting for the Chiefs next weekend. Hashtag exactly. Go Birds. Hashtag Fly Eagles. Fly. Wow, double hashtag. Um, I can't. I can't do numbers right now. You can't just say thousand for Cortland, thousand for Jerry, thousand for Timmy Tim. No. Hey, Pat Pat. Timmy Timmy Pat Pat. Uh, I can't do that. No. Uh, you can. You just did. Yeah, I mean, sure. Like, Three thousand yard receivers. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah. It's under the condition that Russ and Peyton figure exactly. it out. Exactly. So if they you, figure you, it out. You and they're safe, healthy. You have a safety blanket. Yeah, if they're healthy, like that helps too, I guess. KJ Hamler's healthy. Why can't he? Thousand for him. Thousand, 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 thousand. Everybody gets a thousand. And if it doesn't work, you can just say like, oh, they didn't figure it out. Even Which if is they most did likely. figure it out, but not enough. Or if somebody gets hurt. Yeah. All right. Uh, Rob All right. says, have you heard any updates regarding the Thursday meeting between Sean Payton and Ejiro Evero? Then he says, you can ignore this one. I asked on Friday morning, <laughs> thinking there was a Friday afternoon podcast. No. Evero has since been ha- hired by the Panthers. Bummer. Your take on the Panthers and Evero. I actually, as I was walking through the airport all alone yesterday because I got there too early. Yeah, I was you got there so early. Two hours and 28 minutes. Wow. Before the flight. But, yeah, so I was thinking I might need to start making some Panthers bets. Oh. Like like NFC South. The Saints are going to be terrible. The yep. Bucks are going to be terrible. The Falcons, like, I, I like a couple of their players, going to be terrible. Panthers, honestly, probably bad. Bad is better than those three terrible teams. Frank Reich, Ejiro Evero, that's, that's solid. What odds do you think you could get on, like, I don't think the Buccaneers will win a Super Bowl in the next 20 years. 
That's not a sports book question. That's a bookie question. Right, right. Yeah. If you I, have a you think if I just go over to like the DraftKings stand on on Podcast Row, they'll I can just be like, hey, what do what do I get on this? I mean, we just had Mike Pritchard on the show. You should yeah. have asked him. That's true. That's he's true. DraftKings guy, but he's not a handicapper. I'll call true. up our guy Johnny Johnny A Johnny A knows Johnny A Johnny Avello. Yeah. I think that's right. Uh, Nash Bronco. All right. Now that we have our head coach of the future, I mm-hmm. must ask, when should we have known that Hackett wasn't it? Was there a single moment in the season where we just known this guy was going to fail? A couple come to mind, but when Mike Purcell screamed at Russ, doesn't matter what he says, it was a heated exchange. And Hackett acted like he didn't hear it. I think we should have known this dude was not cut out to lead this team. I don't mean to harp on the guy, but my goodness, what a terrible look that was. Um, so... While we were looking for guests today, uh, we got our friend Lindsey Jones on. But Lindsey Jones' colleague uh, is Benjamin mm-hmm. Solak. Yes. Uh, and I was thinking we should have him on because he wrote an article in like week th- three? Week one? I think it was later than that. Week four? Yeah, right around there. Okay. And the headline was, is Nathaniel Hackett era over before it even started or something like yeah. that? That we should have known. Yeah. He was right. I mean, I also it, dunked on him on Twitter. You did, yeah. Whoops. But I think you can kind of go week by week and see a red flag. You know, you could say like, oh, week one when they kicked that field goal. Hmm, that's your. I'm not sure you could say like, yeah, they're doomed at that point. But there was kind of one of those every single week, and so you just kind of have to draw your line where you draw it. I'll say week three, week four. There was another like bad decision that happened after that one. There was the meltdown against the Colts. I think that was one of the the majors to me, which I guess wasn't really one bad decision that was I it. think of. Was it was it? throwing it on fourth and one from the five-yard line. Yeah. Okay, yep. And I think they threw it like three straight times or something. Yeah. No, maybe was not. That, was that the pick in the end zone? That was, was, the, that was a no, different series. that was also just Same game. terrible. Yeah, that yeah. we, we should have known that. Good call. Okay, cool. There we go. There's the answer. We solved it. Colts game. See Fillmore, Dear Mighty 3. Yes, me, Henry, and Shane from PHNX who's sitting at the table with us. Yeah, a little texty text over there. <coughs> he doesn't hear us. Oh, no, there he, does. he is. He just looked. He, he looked. said, the pods have been brilliant these last few days. Thank you and keep doing what wow. you do. It keeps Broncos country informed and entertained in equal measure. The best Broncos <laughs> podcast bar none, Christopher. Well, there we go. Thank you, homie Christopher. The homie. Uh, AZ Bronco. Fellas, super pumped for this year and can't wait to see how the team is reshaped with Peyton. I know you'll inevitably do a deeper dive, but I was thinking how we have a little over $9 million in salary cap as of right now. Although if we cut Darby, Edmonds, Purcell, and Cushenberry, that'll free up roughly $21.8 million. Another 10 for Glasgow. Right. We could also try and turn $3 million of bull salary into bonus and trade, for, trade Sutton for a third. If we could do that, then boom. We have almost $42 million to chase some actual help on the offensive line and maybe even a couple of luxury free agents like Saquon or Michael Thomas for some depth. What say you? Yeah, there's always more money than there feels like there is because, I mean, obviously you can get to the restructures and all that sort of stuff, but but even on top of that, in the first year of a free agent contract, you typically pay – 30% of what you pay in year two. Mm-hmm. And so that's why, like, this year you have the $12 million in space because now you have the Randy Gregory contract kicking in, a couple of those. And and so you do everything kind of lags by a year. Yeah. And uh, the reason for that is typically they get paid the same amount of cash every year, but the first year is kind of the signing bonus. And so signing bonus spreads out, so you pay, like, whatever amount less. And so if you wanted to go out there, you could get a, a multiple starters on the offensive line, a stud running back, 
two good defensive players, maybe not stars, and you might have to kind of pay that bill a little bit next year, but not that badly, yeah. especially when it doesn't look like there's a lot of players you're trying to resign in the future either. There's a lot of opportunity, in my opinion, yeah. to make moves. It's going to be interesting to see how much Sean Payton wants to come in and, like, shake shit up immediately. Yeah. You know, does he take the George Payton approach, which is like, hey, I'm not going to come in and just make mm -hmm. vast changes right off the top. I'm going to, you know, take it take it easy for a year, make bring in a couple guys that I really like, uh, and then go after it. It's tough to slow play everything when you have a 34-year-old quarterback. Fair. Like, there, there is I, – everything isn't about Russell Wilson, but your, your best window is next year, and it just keeps dimming as he dims as a player. Unless next year is the first year of him with Breeze, or with Peyton. True. And he ends up having, like, a meteoric rise. Yeah. Like, was it Drew Brees who predicted? Who said that he's about to go into his prime? Who was that? Oh, it was uh, Luke McCown. Ah, oh, that's right. That's right. Last one here. Denver Rivals. Hey, guys. Thanks for the constant shout-outs and loves towards the association. I wanted to ask what potential trades are possible for better alignment. Free agency seems more challenging to get the right guys, and I feel <clears throat> a way to clear some cap over time with Russ's contract would be to make some moves for some up-and-coming linemen that haven't gotten their big deals yet. I think it's a bit of a relief we didn't get Fangio. At first I was into the hype, but I remembered how awful our edge linebacker pressure was midseason with him running the defense. If Evero is out, I wonder who would be the next fit. I've been a big ambassador for correcting people on the Broncos, uh, Sean Payton, George Payton, and Payton MF Manning comments online. Uh, it also makes me laugh how many people think the Broncos are in the Rams situation with no top picks for several years with our trade. Some people think that trade impacts still run heavy into 2024. In the Wilson trade, I'm only sad to miss out on Shelby Harris, but DJ is great. The 2022 second round pick, uh, the first would have been used for a QB. And this year's draft capital, but picks are 50-50, and with the Rams likely bad next season, I could see the Seahawks and Broncos flipping places in the 2023 season. Yeah, there's a lot to unpack there, isn't there? Uh, so in terms of young linemen, I mean, trading for a young lineman is tough. So hard. Because nobody wants to give him up. Like, imagine if somebody's trying to trade for Quinn Miners right now. Yeah, you're like, uh, no. Say, like, no. He's good and young. Exactly, because every team has one or two good linemen, and they're trying to fill everything around him. Yep. So that's really tough to do. However, Nate Davis from the Titans, he's a guard. He's going to be a free agent. So I think that you kind of circle him as that young sort of lineman, although it's not trade. It's it's through free agency. Um, do you remember any other parts of this? Um, <laughs> there was one in the, the middle. There I wasn't liked. any other questions. Oh, there was something in the middle I was interested in. Uh, the Sean Payton, George Payton, Payton Manning thing. No, not Payton, Payton, um, and Payton. How many people think the Broncos have no picks? Ah, uh, see, that's dumb, but Bit it was before that. Bit of a relief they didn't get Fangio. No, no, no. Oh, the defensive coordinator, though. That's what it is. Okay. Um, yeah, no Brian Flores. He's out. He's out. He's going to the Vikings. As their DC? Yes. So that's disrespectful. Okay. Maybe they should go get... Sean Desai. Oh. I think it's Desai. But, but, I mean, that is that is a really good coach, and he's probably the next Broncos defensive coordinator. You'd imagine they'll find a couple more people to interview because they won't just interview one and take him. But I do think that that is exciting because he's super, super smart and why, could be great. Why is the Seahawks defense bad? A good question. Um, let's see. Do they have talent is question number one. I mean, they have the, the young corners. Young yep. corners, they're, they're good. Yep. 
linebackers. Can't Not great. think of one. Def Jordan Brooks, that's right, Jordan Brooks. Oh, ACL, yeah. That's a good one. Were they hurt? Were they hurt? Uh, safeties. Oh, we're getting a big nod. Yep. Jamal Adams, yeah. Kay. Oh, Quandre Diggs also hurt, of course, yeah. Broken leg. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> um, so defensive I would line. say yeah. the talent is enough. It's enough. But yeah, maybe maybe lacking a little bit of top-end star power. Like It's not like you have Nick Bosa and Fred Warner and all that running around. But good enough to be good. Maybe not be great, but to be good. I don't like hiring people who weren't good. What if I told you he was the defensive backs coach uh, for the Legion of Boom? Ever oh. heard of him? Richard Sherman? That was 14 years ago. <laughs> okay. Through, through like 11 years ago. I can probably be sold on this after it happens. That's just how I work. Okay. Um, I'm not, it doesn't excite me even a little bit. He was my least exciting. Again, it's mostly just because he's unknown. Brian Flores, everybody's a picture in their mind of Brian Flores' defense. Yeah, it's like everybody's up on the line of streaming. Yeah, exactly. So I, I think that that was the appeal. There is a real chance that they're going and getting the better coach, although you would like for them to have had a chance to take their pick instead of just have one remaining at this point. Fair enough. I mean, and the Broncos don't have quite Legion of Boom talent, but they have True. insane secondary talent. Again, like, I, using Pat Sutan's Richard Sherman kind of could be fun. It'll give him a little bit more freedom to, you know, he runs his side of the field, so it closes things down for everybody else. But on top of that, you also, I mean, he's really good at not getting thrown at. The next step is getting quarterbacks to throw at you so you can pick it off. And I think that he could have a little bit more freedom to do that sort of thing in that Legion of Boom defense where he can jump off of routes and drop back a little bit more. So, I don't know. All, All right. right. You could talk me into anything at this point, though. The Broncos weren't good. And now they have a coach. Wait, Which what? Helps. Did yeah. I miss something? No, they have huh? a head coach. Who? I missed this. Sean Payton. Who's that? He is the former uh, – Coach of the Saints. Oh, that's fun. Also, so you have the Peyton, Peyton, Peyton thing. Yeah. Sean Desai would be two Shans. Oh God. Any other? Sh any Shans on the team? I, no. Well, that's does Sean. That could be confusing. It could. It could be. If he says something obvious, and you're like Deshaun. Yeah. It's like, oh, I was just talking to the Sean Peyton over there. <laughs> it's like, wait, what did you just say? <laughs> I was talking to the Sean. Yeah, that happens all the time. Yeah, that's how people talk about him. Well, we'll have to figure out a way to get over it. Yeah, we'll talk later. We have some ideas we'll for the podcast tomorrow. All right, uh, keep an eye out for all of our content coming mm -hmm. to you from Podcast Row here at Super Bowl 57. Um, we're hoping to be able to get to questions on shows, but just to give you guys like a fair warning, just hopefully we have so many guests that we don't have time. Mm -hmm. um, we do have restrictions on how long – we can be on set. Which is like an hour and a half. Yeah, no, it's And it's not, crazy yeah. that, that we went over. We went over. We went over today. So I guess don't uh, don't fully expect it. Yep. And then we'll we'll have a little more clarity next week. Yeah, and maybe we'll do like a questions only pod next week to make up for it. Yeah, yeah. So be on the lookout for that. All oh, right. wait, you're driving. I don't need to close out. You go ahead. So be yeah. on the lookout for that. Be on the lookout for us. We've got to go talk to Patrick Mahomes later that. tonight. I won't talk to him. Will you look at him? No. 
Wow. I'm going to catch you looking at him. I'll look at him, but not in the eyes. He's not looking you in the eyes. He could. He won't. There's so many eyes to look at. How many eyes do you think are going to be on Patrick Mahomes tonight? The eyes of the nation. Yeah, not mine, though. Wow. Does that make you not a part of the un-American? <laughs> uh, no. Well, I didn't do a good job closing us out. All right, I'll close us out. <laughs> we'll, see, we'll see you guys later. Appreciate you for tuning in.